You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, good to hell, look, finding me there. Um, I don't have no AKAs. We got a lot of shit to get to. I am joined by... Hey, everybody. It's Candice. You can find me on all social media as Not So Newlywed PC. My AKA for today is tell everybody Jim Belushi got that fire. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Jim Belushi got that loud pack. All right. Um, we have a guest. I don't know. He's not really a guest to me. No, uh, I'm still a guest. I'm, I'm still a guest. No, we, just a nigga that was on the, that's on the show today. But nah, Mike is <laughs> Mike is here. If you don't know, Mike has a show on the network called Manga X Manga. It just returned with season two, and he had one of his close friends on, is an, an animator and a creator named Royal. Uh, and they talked about everything anime, creation, Attack on Titan. If you're not watching season four, you wildin'. <laughs> hey, man, look. Hey. Aaron is all about hey, Aaron, violence. Listen. Aaron, fuck violence. Aaron is about genocide, nigga. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Yeager is way beyond reparations and revenge. This mm. nigga is on some whole other other shit. This nigga said fuck with, everything. With, with the power of three titans. Getting busy. Getting busy. Um, but yeah, Mike is here. Make sure you go check out season two. But I've been making, I haven't been making him, but we're on mountain time. So the shows come on later here. Yeah. So by the time I get off work, I'm trying to watch the shows because as much as I love them, it's hard to watch five shows in one morning. <laughs> right. So I've been trying to do my, my job and catch the shows as they air live. And Mike ends up watching the shit with me and he end up being like, bitch, what the fuck? So I just asked him if he wanted to come through today and record with us. So, you know, hey. Hey, what's up, Hey, y'all? speaking of, guess what's, what's trending right now? What? Aaron Yeager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he must be, we he must be returning the to violence today. Yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, but this, yeah. this the nigga that keep getting me pregnant and keep. This like, this is the third time. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like three times in like six years? That's that's three times a, a many. <laughs> no, that's three times in six years. That ain't like keep. That's like, you know, that's a nice little average. Once every two years. Well, after this, it's gonna be zero work. every <laughs> no years. Not this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, not, not this nigga being a statistician. <laughs> listen, not this nigga. Listen, not this nigga counting your pregnancy like he like his batting average and shit. <laughs> yeah. hey, one, one every two years. Come on. I'm not even making it to the Hall of Fame hey, at, all. Yeah. at all. man. Okay. I ain't even an all-star yet. What are you talking about? Anyway. <laughs> um, you know, if you haven't been listening to the shows. You are missing out. Bianca and Jeremy are doing good work over at Crown and Collards. Remind me, Jeremy, to send you some information. One of my followers DM me. They found a really dope uh, trans musician 
who making great music. Um, I'm gonna check it out. Send it over, especially because Bianca loves music. Bianca loves to support the community. So I'm gonna send that over. Y'all know how we are about our folks in the community. We don't play about them. If you're not subscribed to the Patreon, come on, you missing out. Cause me and Jeremy clowns on Ratchet Reloaded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy and Bianca give you a hint, a hit of nostalgia on Bring It Bike. Um, Gary is coming at you live and in color with the wrap up, which is his companion show to Mystic Moments. And Gary is putting in the work. Gary is popping up in old magazine, Vogue right. Germany, and all kind of amazing stuff. So, you know, get get with Gary. Also, we do the FM roundtable talks at the Blue Lloyd's level. We do the wind down, myself and Tia. And if you see a new account following you called the THC Corner, that's me. Because Black people, we need to start having conversations about uh, legal cannabis. It, considering we the demographic that has spent the most time in jail behind cannabis. Mm. Now that it's legal, they trying to shut us out. We can't get our foot in. You got to have capital at over half a million dollars if you want to open a dispensary. When just five, 10 years ago, when it first became legal in certain states, it was a $50,000 startup. Mm-hmm. Mm. We've gone from 50,000 to 500,000. And in some places, probably like California, where the cost of living is much higher, a million dollars. That's not fair. It's not fair at all. And we still have places that have not overturned cannabis related crimes and expunged records where people have sat in jail for years and years and years. And now white people are making billions of dollars doing the same shit, doing the same shit. Um, also, it's some really good stuff about THC and hemp that we just need to discuss because people have a lot of misconceptions about it and being a pothead. And if a professor at Columbia is doing uh, heroin for sports, <laughs> we can definitely have some really uh, valid conversations about the industry. And I got some cute merch, too, that I think y'all will like. So probably coming around the good old holiday of 420. So if you see if you see the page follow you, it's not a bot. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Um, but I think that's it. Let's let's get into the show. Oh, first of all, thank you. Thank you to me and Jeremy for having amazing discernment because the lineup of shows we have right now is certainly incredible. M- minus Atlanta here and there. Like <laughs> But Little Women has been given. Salt Lake City, these reunion episodes gave. Huntsville definitely be giving it up. Raw and nasty. Mm-hmm. And that's how Martell <laughs> like it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>, man. <laughs> Nah, you're wrong for that one. Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but... You know, see? No. The Bell Collective has been coming through and um, these last few couple episodes of Atlanta have been chef's kiss. So we're going to start with Little Women Atlanta. It was a sad episode. Um, yeah, this was the mini episode. This was the mini episode. And apparently, Jeremy, the tea I'm picking up is proper because the ladies on the show end up saying the same thing I said last week, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That the mom didn't allow 
the Nick dude anywhere near the funeral, was not allowed at the memorial, mm. is not on social media. So it it's where there's smoke, there's fire, some shit in that. Um, yeah. And I certainly would be very sad to learn that, you know, her leaving angry, her driving angry. It's really hard to drive when you're furious. Uh, yeah. You're not paying attention to shit, but what you mad at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When your emotions are out of whack, it's almost like when you drinking and driving or when you super high and you driving, yes, all your faculties are not with you. Harder to focus. Harder to pay attention. Yeah. You know, so I, I certainly hope that's not true. But the way things are shaping out, there's some truth to it because he is nowhere in sight. So, um, but I was glad to see the ladies come out in in memory of many. I was glad to see Juicy finally give us the truth about their relationship because Miss Juicy spent so many years acting like she couldn't stand many. Right. Just arguing, arguing, arguing and come to find out they had a sister-like relationship. I'm an only child, so I don't know what it's like to just always argue with somebody and then still fuck with them after. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't do that shit with my cousins. I got cousins I fuck with heavy and that's that. And then the ones that I don't, I just don't talk to them. But I'm certain that Mike and I are about to see the extents of a sibling relationship and how oh, yeah. that and how that looks. And so I was glad to see that. Hey, why Tammy apologized for throwing them wings and juicy hair? <laughs> <laughs> it was on her spirit. You it was on her <laughs> On her spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing that pissed me off was how Juicy and the rest of the girls took it personal when Abira had to go get herself together. Okay, I'm glad we're here because I did not understand that at all. I'm like, have y'all not been to a funeral or just any kind of, you know, situation where someone has lost, you know, a friend, a loved one, whatever? Like, sometimes emotions take over you and you just can't, like, do it. So, like, I don't understand why they took it personally and took it, and especially in Juicy's case, thinking it was something dealing with the with the twins or whatever. Like, nigga, many just died. Like, Abira might not be emotionally ready to like, you know, come to come to grips with it yet. So I didn't understand. I thought that shit was weird, and them just trying to pick a fight for the sake of picking a fight. Yeah, I didn't get why they just immediately went to the twins either. Like, that, that was like the first thing they went to. They ain't even like. No one went after her to see like what was up right. if she was okay. They just let her walk off to the car. They was I'm like that it was, it she was like weird. I can't do it. And it it sounded like she was talking about like she couldn't do the funeral. It didn't sound but, like she was like because I feel like if it had to do with the twins, it wouldn't have came off so sincere. If she wouldn't right. have came, yeah, she knew the twins was gonna be there. They <laughs> came. The twins suggested the memorial. I just I think people don't really understand how different deaths hit you differently. Mm-hmm. And Mike and I had this conversation while we was watching. When you were expecting somebody to pass away, you can prepare yourself for that mentally and emotionally. When your parents are old, when somebody is just super sick and or somebody yeah. has an addiction or something like that, and you know basically what the outcome will be behind it. Mm-hmm. But to talk to somebody one day and wake up the next day and you, they are no longer there. Here at the network, we've experienced that personally with, with right. losing Curtis. Jeremy and I spoke to Curtis the, the 
we were supposed to record on Sunday. We heard his voice. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time we ever heard his voice again. Right. That death hit a lot differently than, you know, my great grandma passing away. Right. You know, my great grandma was like 80 some years old with, with diabetes and she lost a leg already. And I knew what it was hitting for. But to lose somebody that was 34 mm-hmm. suddenly and tragically, that's a different feeling. Yeah. And so I understood where a beer was coming from. And I did think it was fucked up that nobody kind of went to see her. Like, exactly. hey, what's going on? And and maybe even go back and tell the other girls, like, a beer is just taking, you know, Minnie's death really hard. They can understand because everyone just assumed, like, she had some kind of beef or problem. Like, she came to start something. And I didn't get that. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't away. get I didn't get that energy from her. As soon as she saw Minnie's picture, mm-hmm. she was like, you know, like it hit her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, you have and sometimes it just too. hit different at different yeah. times. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, it was crazy. Also, the twins, ma'am, it's been a pandemic. At the time, all of this was happening. Atlanta was sheltered in place. Why you didn't take your trifling ass home and be with your kids? <laughs> Talking about Andrea, right? Yes. <laughs> Talking about, I know I'm a good parent because Renee was on TV with me. People were saying mean things. And, okay, I get that. Yeah. I do get that because you have kids <clears throat> that are little people. Mm-hmm. But y'all wasn't filming for three fucking months. Why was you in Atlanta? Even your no good ass on again, off again, baby father is back. In Texas, with y'all's kids, what? what the, am I the only one? Am I the weirdo? She, she she just is determined to be more gentle to them kids. Like fuck them kids. She my really mom and daddy is. got it. And my mom and daddy could take it. Your mom and daddy raised two twin little people. They are fucking tired. Right. They like tired. they raised you and your sister. They didn't sign up to raise your kids. Y'all be having a lot of fucked up misconception about what grandparenting is. God bless. Y'all ain't... <laughs> y'all they ain't, ain't got a mama white diamonds. No, they, they ain't even got Mike mom. So my mother <laughs> tell me, right? I just asked if she wanted a uh, almost four-year-old with a lot of energy, and she told me no. So... <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's not nothing personal, but the thing is... When you laying up with your legs cocked up, getting filled with baby, that's your responsibility. Your parents did they due diligence. They did. Me and my they raised you around here acting like my mom is supposed to be uh, a London supposed to be attached at her hip. Mm-mm. Most times my mama got to be like, why London ain't come down and see me? Because we'll keep her out of my mama's personal space. So she can have her own time to herself. Especially since she be uh she be bossing her around. So yeah, London yeah. do be bossing my mother around a lot. So you gotta you know, it's London to try to run up the score. Yeah. She told my mother she owed her two thousand dollars. So <laughs> <laughs> my mother promised her ten dollars for helping her do some Damn, stuff. Yeah, London thinking Mama my White mother, Diamond Joe Biden. And my mother <laughs> And my mother didn't have cash on her, so today the price went up from ten to two thousand. That's some interest right there. That's two hundred percent. From ten to two thousand. 
And every time she see my mother, she asks her about that ten dollars. <laughs> you got my money. You got my money. Hey, I am screaming. She asks my mother when we go into the bank. I am <laughs> screaming at the thought of London just walking around asking your mama, "What you got on my forty, Grandma?" Yeah, she not playing. So it's just like I don't, I don't understand just pushing your kids off on your parents when you have the means to be there. When you filming, okay, it's different. You want to be careful what you expose your kids to because people are mean to That's a true. little adults. I mean, but they grown. We don't jab at their kids. So I'm sure the internet jabs at their kids. So yeah. I get wanting to keep them off the screen, off the TV screen. But for three months, you wasn't doing shit. You should have been yeah. with your kids and taking some of that burden off your parents. And also, I mean, that's fair and valid, but also let's get to the root. She, girl, um, Andrea just don't want to leave her sister. That's really it. Her sister got married, Dick. He wants you to fuck out of there. They can't even fuck around the house. He can't even throw her little ass sister on the counter. He trying to throw her on the couch and make her go split. And you, you just nigga. You, hey. <laughs> what is your issue? Hey, you tell me that's what you go through every week. Every week, you Mike. Every week. week. <laughs> and you just there taking up space, not paying no bills. Well, she said she's gonna move out. Remember at the end? Yes, finally. She's she gonna move out. And she then and then her sister um gonna have a breakdown about it now. Yeah, I'm sure she is just because she wanna look out for her. Yeah, but it's just kind of like, man, y'all is some super grown ass women. You got three kids, you've been doing grown-up shit. Get up <laughs> out your sister house so she could fucking newlywed bliss. Yeah, exactly. damn, he can't even your husband can't even toss you like a pizza, Amanda. You just all right. <laughs> from here <laughs> I don't know um what terrible motherfucker yeah man. dear gosh uh but then we get to this little game that game night ladies night that my money plan I thought it was cool yeah and uh it I'm glad a beer was finally honest with the with the other women about her issues and how she was raised and how it had an impact on who she is and how she deals with people as an adult. Because yeah. we've said this multiple times now, Jeremy, she got thrown to the wolves by her own mama. Yeah. She didn't so have she, a mama like how many mama's mama was to her. Yeah. She had the like, total opposite. Tammy would throw wings in a bitch hair about many. It's right. like, what's up? <laughs> Hell, a beer, mom, a beer mama would throw her. <laughs> Yeah, beer mama talking about I'm a you gotta if you don't fight them, you gotta come in here and fight me. Bitch, what can I'm <laughs> what is we doing? Like I, I don't excuse a beer's behavior, but seeing how she was brought up, I understood it. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad she finally let the girls in on that type of trauma because that's trauma. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You don't you you are I don't I don't consider these ladies disabled because they doing something even we ain't doing. They on national TV getting a check, right? But the but True. the world has considered them to have a disability, and they have probably been bullied, taken advantage of, mistreated all their fucking life and from seen in a certain life, and seen in a certain yeah. life from even being kids. And at the very least, you should have your fucking mama and daddy and and siblings and friends there to be like, 
hey, we'll beat you the fuck up behind her. Mm-hmm. Your mama talking about, I'm going to beat you the fuck up if you don't beat them the fuck up. Like, girl, this ain't Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the fuck do you mean? Two ass whoopings. I, I can't fight this big bitch. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they were able to squash whatever little petty shit they had going for all these years. And uh, you know, again, rest in rest in peace to me. That was a very tragic loss. Yeah. And I, the I the appreciate them finding the best pictures they could of Minnie too, because I was like, she was so pretty. Yeah. So they thing and shout out to to Miss Tammy. Uh, I can't imagine losing my only child and being in the age where I'm not able to have any more kids. Hmm. So I know that's rough on her. Um, we hope she's doing okay, and you know is able to take it day by day. Uh, where are we going next, friend? I wrote it. I, I wrote it down because we're not going in our usual order. Uh, let's do Real Salt Lake City. Oh. <laughs> part three of the reunion first things first mary girl (laughs) mary girl you crazier than a mayonnaise sandwich mary (laughs) mary cosby girl you sat up on this stage Mm -hmm. and told us Mm -hmm. that your Grandma never put in the wheel that she was supposed to marry Robert Sr. Mm-hmm. And then turned around and said it was in the wheel that she was supposed to marry Robert Sr. And Bravo rolled the footage back saying it was in the girl. Ma'am. Ma'am. Miss, I never lie. Girl. <laughs> Meanwhile, roll bean footage. I do lie. <laughs> you lie, you lie a lot. Listen. That shit, I like. I turned into that blinking white man. I was like, I know this bitch. Like, I know she. Well, I know she lied. You, you, you do realize we saw you, right? Like we saw you say this in 4K and all this shit. Like that's why. I mean, we might as well go ahead and say it since we're here. When goddamn they brought the husbands out and Robert Senior doing all that goddamn performance on my, you know, I'm offended. I don't like the grandpa the fucker comment, but that's exactly you what happened. Him. You married your step granddaughter. You gotta sit them down. That you saw. That you saw grow up. Yeah, you did that. And then you stuck dick to her and had a child with her. That is your son, aka step great grandson. Yeah. So that means Robert Senior, you are a granddaughter fucker, and she is a grandfather fucker. That's how this goes. That's how this goes. You Game of Thrones ass, strange ass people. Uh, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Mary, Mary cut up in part two of the reunion. She ain't give us all that much in part three. Hey, Meredith and Seth, y'all are fucking miserable, and you're not gonna convince me otherwise. They are absolutely miserable. I don't care what y'all say. It's just how tight-lipped y'all are about everything. It seeps out of them. Why? Why would I tell talk about my marriage in front of this group of women? 
girl, if y'all happy, y'all happy. What's the what's the hide? I mean, not only that, also, I mean, no shade, but shade. But if you're not gonna talk about it, then why are you on why the you show? On the show. <laughs> that there you go. Hello, come on, Mike. Like, no shade. We watch this show for mess, chaos, and negativity. If you're not gonna bring mess, chaos, and negativity, then you don't need to be on the show. <laughs> it's really I that said. simple. Yeah, it was really that simple. Uh, and you know, shout out to the ladies for apologizing for you know discussing her marriage and not having all the facts and the pieces. But again, that's why we watch these shows. Mm. You can't really be upset at shit like that. You weren't forthcoming, even with your best friend Lisa. She didn't even know what the fuck was really going on. Jen knew more about your marriage than Lisa did, and so, I mean, hey. I too think Jen is a snake, but I also think Jen secured her spot for season two. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Something wrong with her, though. Oh, uh, we gonna get to her. Well, yeah. Um, next, Heather. Heather. Give it up, Chin. delicious. Oh, my God. Jay Leno Chen. We, we, you dragged Lisa for filth on part two. Rightfully That's where so. it should have stayed. Yes. Now you giving us desperation. Like you told this woman, you didn't give a fuck to rekindle any, build any type of friendship, get over any of the disdain or, you know, whatever y'all had towards each other. You, you were texting on your phone while she was trying to have a meaningful conversation with you in part two. You brushed her off. You ignored her. Why are you still talking to this lady? Why are you still yeah. trying to seek her sympathy and approval for every fucking thing? When she was talking about how it saddened her that Meredith and Seth had been separated and filing for divorce, that is her best friend. Of course she would be sad. Yeah. Especially if she didn't have all the details. Bitch, she don't even like you. Why would she? <laughs> she did. <laughs> she what, what sympathy? Well, you didn't have sympathy for my divorce. Go seek sympathy from your fucking family. This or go lady, to counseling, you, therapy, something. You your friend. Why do you care about her sympathy? Yeah, she don't like you, and you don't like her. Rightfully so. Why do you care? Like at this point, it's given. I rightfully told off this person who don't like me that they can fuck off, but now I keep bringing it up, so I want them. I want their validation. Why do you want validation for somebody that don't like you, and vice versa? That, that's stupid. You stupid. Let me say this. Like, I got to get this <laughs> off my system. You being stupid, you being thirsty at this point, you vying for a moment. You had it in part two. We was rolling. We yeah. were like, God damn. It was funny as fuck. Heather stepped on Lisa's neck and just did not let up. But now at this point, it's like, after I tell you, girl, fuck you, I don't want your apology. I don't want your friendship. I don't want to make an amends. I, I'm done talking to you. I'm going to treat you like you don't exist. Just every time Lisa spoke, here come Heather yipping, yipping and yapping like a goddamn big chin chihuahua. Leave us alone. <laughs> what the fuck? Leave us alone. Good God. And the husbands. Seth is a surprising white man to me because that white man sat on TV, on national TV, and was accountable for how he fucked his marriage up. And I was very shocked. And, and I didn't know what to make of that in any capacity. 
I I like I like Seth more than I like Meredith, honestly. Yeah, Seth has set the shit all out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I was very shocked. He was like, yeah, I, I, I did a lot of fucking up. I did a lot of putting everything over my wife and my marriage, and it came back to bite me in the ass, and this, that, and the third. That's the type of transparency we need on the show. Absolutely. Also, is the adult in that marriage. Dear God. <laughs> Oof, ain't it though? And I just, I, he must eat his ass with two tongues because. <laughs> Nigga, what? <laughs> like she must have a tongue under her tongue and she must lick his gooch and his balls at the same time because how is a man with that much common sense with a, with a broad, so emotionally volatile who cannot control herself in any any setting or any environment and the fact that he was calling his wife on her shit and was like you need to apologize and was like in her, I was to her just, face in her face in front of everybody else yeah and was like i was honestly upset and hurt to see my wife going the route she did as a married woman because it's i'm not being funny friend when i say this but it's being it's certain things when you're in the situation, you have a different understanding for it. See married women taking shots at these people's marriages. I really can. Mm-hmm. They don't really know. We're talking about couples on this show who have been married over a decade at this point. Minus Meredith, but the rest of the ladies have been married over a decade. So Jen knew better, but didn't do better. Mm-hmm. And she was purposely trying to hurt these women because they wouldn't choose a side. They hadn't violated her. They hadn't said anything out the way about her kids, her husband, her businesses, her her looks. She literally slaughtered these women behind their backs because she wanted them to, to choose a side. Right. And so her husband just was calling her out like that. I was fucked up. And I was not pleased with that shit at all. And she lied to us, talking about Coach Shot wasn't at the funeral or the or none of the stuff for her dad. Mm-hmm. And he was at the wake, the wake before the funeral. The wake is typically for for I don't know, niggas got a lot of non-black people, people got a lot of you know post-death situations. situations. I still don't really understand what the wake is about. I don't know. I, I, I'm not understanding. I don't. I don't, know. I don't know. But he was. He was <laughs> there. Cause, Cause you know niggas know the fume and the repass. Cause of the repass chicken. Yeah. Let me Google. What is the purpose of the wake? <laughs> because. I mean, it ain't like you can there. wake the dead. You, you know what that was. You know. Like he was nowhere to be found in the season. Yeah. Like I mean, he just dipped out. But then, but then, I guess. Well, I guess because I'm. I, I didn't watch the whole season, but she did um come back and when they asked her um about it you know during this reunion this third part say that you know he did what he could you know he was there when he was so the wake be there the wake is another way of saying the viewing and it's for people to you know have one last private interaction i guess with 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 the body before the funeral um something else that they said let me know that she was an irrational idiot 
she's they were saying that uh did Jeremy, did you catch this? That she told she felt like if Coach Shaw had a been able to come home sooner before dad died, he would have stayed. Yeah, I called that too. I called that too. Yeah. Bitch, do you know how medicine and life and death and shit work? No, she don't. No, 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 she don't. Talk about because they was close. That, that might have made a difference. Because like, girl, this ain't Naruto. You can't you can't talk to no jutsu somebody from death. Talking about one time before when he's when he called and her and they put him on the phone, his vitals increased. It's your time. When it's time, it's time. And I'm sitting here like, okay, I see why my my nigga rather coach uh 365 days a year than be bothered with her simple-minded <laughs> ass because because this bitch is crazy. You you really sat up there and low-key blamed him for your father's passing. Yeah, that's what it sound that's what it was sounding like they were saying she had did. I didn't I didn't quite get that either, like why you would think that that would help. It wouldn't. I know how we can be about parents. I'm I'm not gonna hold you. We have well. I'm glad that nigga that went half on me is dead. I could tell you that now. I ain't lose no sleep about that. <laughs> it was an in and out situation for me. However, and he went in and out. I was in was I celebrated the out, but listen. When Mike's dad passed, we took it really hard, but it wasn't like we blamed nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And I know how I would feel if my mom, you know, passed. I would be a wreck, but I wouldn't be sitting up here talking about, but Mike, y'all was close. And if you would have just called her one more time, like what? <laughs> what? Hey, that's dead ass how Jen was sounding too. I was just sitting here like, girl, I know you fucking lying. The bitch of bozo. And while we discussing bozos, uh, but yeah, shout out to Coach Shaw for one as a man coming to those other men and saying, "Check my wife on that," because that was yeah. not right. And you know, then she finally apologized, and her and Mary finally got to some com- common she ground. Some, she had some struggles with that apology. Oh my God, the bitch was <laughs> like she was choking on dust. But. Jen. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's something about non-Black people that are also people of color that y'all want to always compare y'all strife, strain, and struggle to Black strife, strains, and struggles. And there is no fucking comparison. There never has been and there never will be in this country. In the United States, there is not one minority group that should feel comfortable comparing what black people go through to biases that they face because they don't lead the police shooting y'all in the fucking back while you unarmed. It don't lead the police breaking in your fucking house and killing you while you sleep. It don't lead to your kids being shot for playing with a toy gun in the fucking park. It don't lead to none of that. You do not get to default to people of color and then talk about black issues. Yeah, I, I was I was really thrown off by that. You are fucking aggressive, so you got called aggressive. Yeah, you didn't get called aggressive because you was Asian. I'll tell you that. They don't even have... That's not even the Asian stereotype for women. The Asian no. stereotype for women is that they quiet and docile. 
Exactly. So I, I'm, I was really confused by that. Like, I'm not understanding where that, how's that super dangerous for you? No, bitch, you just aggressive. Like, like every, and it don't take much. <laughs> the way to he set might it just say that, though. <laughs> it, it don't take much to set it off either. Yeah, like, outside like smarter party. than me because I didn't even know Tongans was from this was from Southeast Asia. I'm like, where this bitch from? What is she? <laughs> <laughs> she? She Polynesian from the South Pacific Islands or whatever. Whatever the fuck the case may be, you are not at all closely, remotely close, even a sliver close to enduring any of the racial bias that black women deal with. You are called aggressive because bitch, you were aggressive the whole season on this show. She was aggressive, crying, screaming, fighting, throwing shit, threatening to kill people, bury them in lakes and all kind of shit. That is fucking aggressive. Like that imagine never- saying that you, hey, imagine saying that you would drown somebody in the tub and then be like, but why are you calling me aggressive? <laughs> Hello? I don't get it. <laughs> like, and the crazy part is you tried to play the race card on these women and, and garner sympathy and guilt. And Meredith was sitting there with a stone face like, bitch, I'm a lot of things, but you ain't finna call me racist, bitch, because... And Heather said, you aggressive right now. Like, what's, <laughs> and, <laughs> you're just aggressive. You're aggressive And right what now. did she do? Get even more aggressive and stump <laughs> off the stage and cry and scream and flail her arms. You Had are- to go get a hug. You Listen, are not I the have person. never, there has never been a time, there has never been a time where a white woman has said, I don't need your education and I could, and I and I agree. But God damn it, I agree and with it, Heather when she yeah, said when that. Heather said, I yeah. don't need your education because you don't have the right to educate them on, on black issues. You are not, you are not socially deemed as aggressive and ghetto and shit like that. That's not a stereotype You're, That's you. not a stereotype for you. You are painted that way because of how you behave. Your actions got you painted that way. Not your race and ethnicity. Let's call it what right. the fuck it is. Like, if you were just the way that you are without the aggression and they called you ghetto, then that's one thing, because that is problematic. Because but girl, we- you got called aggressive because you fucking aggressive. <laughs> Now, and Jeremy, Jeremy has been very adamant about saying this, that Mary is Jen without the temper tantrums. Yeah. Mary was not called ghetto or aggressive one time this season. Exactly. Because she, because she. Not once. Yeah. Not once. So again, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jen trying to make these straw man arguments. Girl, you got called aggressive because you threatened to kill people. Drown them in a fucking lake. Right. Like, what are you, you throwing ga- glasses at Top Golf, bitch? That's a classy establishment. Right. Listen, I would never forgive you for that shit. Now, Heather was stupid as fuck for doing that, but I'll never forgive you for desecrating Top Golf. God damn it. <laughs> you, you just, you don't have, what is, what you just, you don't have it. You don't, you don't have, have the, the range. You don't have, you don't have range. any of it. To, you to don't have be- the gravitas. Yeah, to do what you tried to do and how you tried to do it. And I'm so glad them white women did not fall for that bullshit and sat there with a sat there looking at you as ridiculous as you listen, fucking are. Listen, because one cause... thing about it, those white women on that show. Now, if those white women had behaved the same way you were behaving all season long and they weren't called aggressive in nature and behavior, but you that... were, then we be like you know what 
Absolutely. Those bitches wouldn't even engage you. Every time you went to 100, they got up and left and was yeah. like, I'm not finna argue with you. I'm not doing this with you. They turned into that uh, SpongeBob meme. All right, I'm out. I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you was this way all by yourself. There was no litmus test to compare your aggression to everybody else's because everybody else didn't engage the way you did. Right. Right. Girl, fuck you. Now, did now Lisa now Lisa got aggressive at the reunion, but even that was not to the extent that you was. Yeah, Lisa wasn't threatening nobody. Lisa wasn't in people's face. Lisa wasn't throwing glasses. It was it was typical woman like and I'm angry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you do some whole other shit. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Um season. <laughs> I hope in season two that Mary is moved from a friend of the show to an actual uh she has an actual spot on the show. Uh, right. Cause I want to see more of her mess. Cause the way her and Robert Senior was carrying on, it's some something in the milk ain't clean. Cause that nigga, they was arguing when they when he when he got introduced. Yeah, cause he was finna tear Jen ass a new one. <laughs> exactly. She had to reel him in. He was finna get right. Um, but then there's rumors that they don't sleep in the same room. A lot of times they don't sleep at the same residence. Is that really a rumor? Didn't she say that that they don't? Um, no, they in don't. the same room. They, I thought she said that on the uh, second drink. Oh well, she lie. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, you might be right, Mike, but you can't really trust two. You can't trust a grandpa fucker and a granddaughter fucker. So yeah. Well, thank you, Andy, for Salt Lake City. Uh, but give us more in the season. Don't wait till you get to a reunion to blaze shit up. Right. If, if Jim Belushi got that fire, you could get. You need to have that fire too for the whole season. You hear me? Get all all episodes, especially if it's gonna be a thirteen episode season. Make it Cause, interesting cause the whole honestly, time. That's that's what more of these shows should. Because let me tell you something. There's no reason for Atlanta Atlanta to be twenty fucking episodes. Not when Absolutely it just started no. getting good in episodes 11, 12, and 13. Shit, same for Potomac. There's no reason Potomac should be like 18 episodes. 13, 14 is a good number. That's that's a good number they for all the shows. They can take Potomac off the air as far as I'm concerned. So. You know what? After last season, you know what, fair. Very yeah. fair. But speaking of, we, we, we going to Atlanta. <laughs> Woo! For the dragon of Kenya Moore. Well, I got I got some smoke for candy too. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest about why. And we could just skip to the meat and potatoes. First of all, 50 cent, you an auntie. And the look of astonishment and shock on your face when you seen women in lingerie. Let me know that you is not the freak that you be trying to act like you are. And that's why Mike Hill said you start you sound like a car that need a new carburetor when y'all fucking. <laughs> you sound like that that uh video of that nigga stutter. Me, 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 me. <laughs> you, you are fucking terrible. <laughs> you are not you are not freak nasty 50 cent. You are Cynthia Bailey, 50 plus year old woman of of many talents but maybe sex is not one half of the shit they was doing that man she said she never did in her entire life never been in the sex wing 
never had no vibrating panties, never don't, never had a vibrating dildo. I'm gonna be honest with you. Love my friends. I'm nice. I love my <laughs> girls. But I don't ever want my homegirls to hoist me up in no sex swing and put vibrators on my pussy. <laughs> I don't know what level of friendship Candy and them is at, but keep me away from it. That's like that's like tier five, I think. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I am very cool with having sex conversations, talking about toys. I'm not okay with my homegirls using sex toys on me. Okay? I just, it's not for me. That was a lot. But it, I didn't think was she was going to do all that because the way she was sitting on that couch, she had her but, arms. like Yeah, but it looked fun. And this, now we get to the mean potatoes. First of all, you don't even got to be in Atlanta to know Bolo a classic. I heard Bolo name way when I was living in Cleveland. Just some strippers is iconic. Same way we used to hear about Tip Drill and the girls at Kings of Diamond, King of Diamonds, and so on and so yeah. forth. He's one of those iconic, real famous male strippers. Why you was dressed like that? What <laughs> did you have on? Chanel didn't make that. <laughs> <laughs> Chanel didn't make that, nigga. You got a lot of dirt. They should sue you. They need that to was... sue you. In. And you know Chanel didn't make it because normally when it's a real brand, you know they got to blur it out. Yeah. yeah. Down to a down to a Coke can. They got to blur it out. Chanel was like, that ain't our shit. We don't give that a wasn't fuck. No, that wasn't no Chanel. That was Noville. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chahel. What, what the fuck did you have on? <laughs> but anyways, so he stripped, he danced, they threw money at him, all that kind of shit. They cut the cameras for the night, covered up the cameras in the house, and the fun got, got started busy. and got busy. But somebody was getting bucked and sucked in there, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said, she said, two yeah. people. It was two women getting bucked and sucked or sucking and bucking each other and Bolo was around or whatever. Now, herein lies the problem. Kenya Moore, who magically has had, had not had any time to spend with the girls on this trip to even provide food for the girls on this trip, magically found time to sneak around the house from two to five in the morning seeing who was having, who was sucking and fucking on Bolo and this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, you had the, just the episode before you was crying about needing a village, crying about women, the women not supporting you, crying about not having nobody while you go through all of this and Brooklyn needs you. She can't sleep without you. The nanny this, the nanny that. I mean, where the can you find all this free time magically to worry about what the fuck everybody in the house was doing? It's just a, Especially after telling everybody in the house, fuck y'all. <laughs> And now here's here's where my drag for Kenya comes in. So first of all, as we've said, we gotta keep that same energy. It's mess. It's TV, reality TV. So I don't have no problem playing inch eye private eye to figure out who was getting orgasms from Bolo and another woman in the house. That's not my issue. It's how she discusses it as if adults having consensual sex is inherently bad that that yeah. is my issue with kenya that's the problem it's that i have 
doing something indecent doing in something house. indecent and calling them freak hoes who would freak anybody and sleep with anybody and do anything your misogyny eating you alive that's why your skin look like that <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got them craters in your face and yes she being I'm a hater hoe not a greater hoe I'm just, just the way you discuss sex as a 50 year old woman while having a toddler daughter, that is very fucking scary because that's what you're going to teach your daughter. You're going to teach yep. her that autonomy, consent, and all these other things that women should have when it comes to their sexual lives is inherently bad. And that men should have control over it because there's no way you was like, well, that's indecent, that's an issue. Having consensual sex is not bad. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Bolo wasn't. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't uh, complaining. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't mad. He was all right. He was. But chilling. you need some dick, bitch. I'm glad we're here. I'm, let's get to the root. That's why she was being a hater because you, you're back. Because you're backed up. Because your nigga not only cut you off from the supply of dick, he making your life a living here. Can you? That's why you're mad. And That's I, why you're being I, a hater. Mm -hmm. And I need it. My issue with candy is as a woman who has a multi-million dollar business in the sex industry and preaches sex positivity, I need you to call Kenya the fuck out on her behavior and her attitude and not off the cameras in front of the cameras, mm -hmm. because this is an opportunity to talk about autonomy and consent and women taking control over their sexual lives. This was the moment for you to come from more than just a place of making money. You showing us you advertising your, your, your toys. You showing us the bedroom candy lineup, mm -hmm. but you as a woman in that industry, you not discussing why it's important for women to be in this industry because it has been male centered and male controlled for a very long time. Here you got this woman playing judge, jury and executioner behind other women have consensual sex and you're not calling her out about it. And I mean, not only that, that too is a very great point, but also Candy, you ain't never had a, 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 a issue calling Kenya out before when she wilding. So why you mute now? Hello? Why you so quiet now? Talking about Kenya, my friend, I love her this, that, and the third. You can't call somebody a friend and talk about how much you love them if you watch them perpetuate bullshit that is inherently harmful to other women. Especially when you called her out on her shit before. About something as minute as bringing your baby on the trip and not and her not telling you. Exactly. And you getting a private jet and her not telling you. Exactly. And, and eating a crab cake <laughs> sandwich in front of everybody. Exactly. So my thing or is- Or ruining Cynthia's engage, uh, engagement. Like, like, like Candy, you called Kenya out before, but now you want to go mute. And you, and then you did it in a way where you pulled her to the side. I'm not even asking you to do it in front of the girls. You should have pulled her to the side and say, Hey, look, I don't mind you playing clue who got fucked in the dressing room with, with a vibrating bedroom candy dildo while getting a nipple sucked by Bolo. I don't care about you playing sexual clue, mm -hmm. but doing it in such a negative condescending judgmental berating way it looks really bad for Kenya, of course, and Candy too. Because like you said, Jeremy, she's had no qualms about calling her out about everything else. Yeah. Now all of a sudden it's, oh, oh, I don't know, Kenya. I just mind my business. This girl code, this bigger than girl code. 
this is beyond girl code first of all y'all are grown-ass women talking about girl code this is uh almost menopausal code y'all are fucking 50 <laughs> y'all are older women and and you're kenya is 50 plus years old not unlearning like i just apart that also, really yeah, rubbed me the wrong way because it's just sex yeah that's what i was saying she made a she made a whole big like to do about about the whole thing but why do you care so much like even like who who cares who it was okay you have your fun you pick with him a little bit okay cool but now like you taking this personal yeah. you making it a job <laughs> you've made this a job a weekend or, or she could talk to about it she gonna talk to about it she uh, just made up with uh, uh marlo and now she trying to Put the pieces together with Marlo. A trip where y'all should be celebrating Cynthia. Mm-hmm. You have turned it negative at every fucking turn. She's made it about her and not Cynthia. It just, like and I also, said, I don't expect much from Kenya, but it was disappointing to see Candy not say nothing about something that as somebody in the sex industry, you should be fighting against that mentality. Mm-hmm. Well, Candy always quiet when it's time to speak the fuck up. We know that in in general. So mm, mm, there's that. Mm. <laughs> I caught that. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, I just you need some dick, Kenya. You need some dick, and she could have got some dick if she wasn't being a hater. <laughs> Hello, but this yeah. the thing: all the fake gay shit you and we called it fake gay. Yeah, and we was right. Yeah, this is my thing. I'm not saying that there are not people in the community who are still seeped in misogyny and still seeped in patriarchy and still have really awful ideas about sex and autonomy. That's unrealistic. But you have spent the better part of the season pretending like you wanted to eat Latoya pussy and now some pussy eating happened and it's it's despicable. Now she clutching her pearls. But she when she could have been slurping some pearls all over the floor, spreading her legs out, <laughs> everything was cool then. A fake freak, mm-hmm. maybe. Also, you made a comment on Twitter, and somebody said, "If you were so up, you seem so upset. Why you didn't get no no dick from Bolo?" And Miss Mamas, you said, "Cause I don't do community dick." Ma'am. And when I tell you the way my head snapped back like I had just been in a car accident with whiplash, <laughs> you bitch, listen, you bubble head, big forehead, lumpy forehead, sack of laundry skin having ass bitch. <laughs> Last season, we heard you talk about calling your husband's mistresses talking about, I am the wife. You won't disrespect me. I'm the wife. Congratulations. <laughs> you did all that just for the nigga to leave anyway. <laughs> hey, I'm, the, I'm the wife. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm the, the wife. wife. And what that mean? <laughs> Bitch, I'm the girlfriend. What's, What's up? up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Here to beat me out? <laughs> Want to go for drinks? <laughs> A few tapas, a little small plate meals. We can share stories. What's that? And appetizers. <laughs> do you like calamari? Like, what? do you like? Do you, would you care for some Chilean sea bass? Please, Landy and sea bass, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And you know, typically my drags is because I just don't like Kenya. 
But this drag was, it could have been any of the women behaving like Kenya and I would have had the same drag for them. One, you are too old. You've been in the industry too long. You probably have taken a lot of dick your damn self. And we are in a time and a place where we can start to turn the tides of how women see them, themselves and, them, and their sexuality and their freedom to, to receive pleasure. And here come this old crater face bitch making a spectacle because honestly I would have came from it I would have came at it from a joking place like Mike said now which one now who which of you two hoes was moaning last night shit y'all should have I should have been a fly on the wall and left it at that well, I, I should have been anything. listen she should have been like I could have been thrown to the wall again <laughs> I too could have used an orgasm and left it at that I wouldn't have made it anything inherently bad or like they were misbehaving or, or doing something wrong or illegal is sex is literally is literally sex and it's women like that who have internalized misogyny and and men that can will continue to try to keep women in that box where they feel like they can't openly enjoy sex yeah and it just make it put a damp i feel like it put a damper on everybody's whole night like because the girls really enjoyed themselves and if that's what they wanted to do then cool now you come out the next day, you acting like officer orgasm and shit. <laughs> That's the show title. That's, That's the show the title. title. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to arrest the bitch for getting her rocks off? Like, what is we doing here? <laughs> it was just foolish. And I mean, Candy had a vlog and she uh talked about some of the stuff like what we said like Kenya magically found all this time to have sex and I mean to snoop and but she didn't cover the part about what a negative attitude this grown ass senior citizen ass over the hill ass woman took about consensual sex so it was it was weird but before we go the way Portia dragged the fuck out of you on the internet. Oh, that shit was hilarious. If y'all haven't heard it, it's, it's floating around the internet. She said Kenya had all types of lumps and bumps and dumps and trucks in her skin and her ass. And Portia said her forehead and her ass wouldn't be nearly as smooth as it is if she spent all her time acting the way Kenya act, which is fucking miserable. <laughs> Damn. I and mean, it's I true. Can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't find a lot. I can't either. You need some dick. You really, or some pussy. You need, you need an orgasm. You, yeah, she needs an orgasm shout so she can mind her business. One, shout out to one of Curtis' good friends, Ralph Rashad, who said she don't even need no dick. At this point, she just need to be ate properly. And if Kenya pay him 35K, he'd take the, he'd take the job. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ralph we're going to try to get him on the show he watch all the shows that we watch so shout out to Ralph because I put him out my mentions after that <laughs> <laughs> she just needs something she need an orgasm and to get some business to mind because god damn that's what she need that's what she need bad but that was that was it and, and 
you know, Portia is taking it personal because she feel like, and I agree, if you don't fuck with me, don't fuck with me in totality. If you don't fuck with me on a positive note, don't try to fuck with me and make anything I'm doing your business. Leave me alone altogether. Yeah, it's also that all that animosity and all that other stuff that's kind of directed, it's not, she's not saying her name. She but she keep talking about yeah, it was coming from Porsche's room. Yeah. I, it sounded like it was coming from Porsche's room or that area. Or that open room or whatever. That, that open said. room where it was sounded like, get you some fucking business. And also, Tanya, girl, I'm I'm with Porsche. Let me tell you something. If you're not going to put my name on some shit, I'm not going to even address you. Well, if you don't have enough balls to come directly out and say what the fuck you trying to say to me, it's not worth a conversation to me. What Monique said, name names or keep it on the playground. Hello. So I think Tanya is being foolish. And the crazy part is I don't even think it's Tanya boring ass. I think it was Latoya and, um, and Portia. Which yeah. I would like to see it. I, yeah, you beat me to it. I was just about to say that. And Latoya is peeping. Why don't nobody really fuck with Kenya? Yep. So they're going to end up having a blowout as well. So again, because Kenya was on Twitter talking about, this is our job. This is what we do. Y'all would be mad if I wasn't doing it. It's not that you snooping and trying to find out T. Because again, that's the point of these shows, right? It's the it's slut that you, shaming you did. It's the that's slut the shaming that's the issue. Thank you, friend. It's the way that you looking at sex negatively where women are involved and it's consensual. That's the issue. You could absolutely get in them hoes business, but you didn't have to make it like they were committing a crime or a felony and you was going to arrest them for it. Yeah, exactly. So as, as always... This is a Fuck Kenya Moore podcast and network. <laughs> and, you know, she she has given us no reason to change the trajectory of how we see her around here in these parts. Exactly. You know, the Bell Collective. Mike has never really sat and watched the Bell Collective. Nah. But it's something that he heard on the Bell Collective <laughs> that really ruined his night. And that was Tambra's voice. <laughs> Tambra's voice sound like you know what? I can see that. I can see board. that. I can see that. Yeah. I cannot stand her voice. I have to turn the TV down when Tambra is talking. Yeah, and I cannot believe she gets to sit on people on somebody's radio airwaves That's and what talk. I was saying, I said she she work on the radio. <laughs> the fuck is listening to this station. <laughs> Like she always got the amplifier. And uh, I wanted to, I wanted to ask because I was messing with uh, Candace earlier, so I wanted to ask you too, Jeremy. So, in the uh, in the voice off, who you taking? You taking B Simone or Tambra? Ooh, ooh. I'm taking Tambra because I don't want to yeah. hear baby girl. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think I had to take Tambra. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to adjust my damn amplifiers, but I'll have to take that. I might go Vincent Van Gogh. I'll just cut my fucking ear off. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is oh, that's, that's probably a better option. Ain't, I ain't got no other choices. <laughs> Bullshit. Hey, everybody can just like, so I'm going to either die or die. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all y'all got for me? Okay. Like, bad. damn, I can't get an option C, bitch. Damn. Um, this episode, <laughs> this episode gave, but it didn't give. First things first. It was an okay episode. Let Leticia, 
this councilman sat down and told you to your face that Marie's behavior nearly cost you the Fair Street project because word had gotten around town that it was such a clusterfuck that nobody yeah. wanted to work with you on it. And we have been saying this for how long, Candace? Like since what the since episode, episode since episode no since episode one with the or episode two whenever that first brunch was when she tried to bite Latrice's head off about some weave that she never contacted customer service about. Yeah, yeah. It would. It just so happens that you have a connection in in Tambra, and she pretty much saved your ass. Because she and the councilman are family or something like that. They're related, I believe. Mm, yeah. We get to the sistervention. Because I really don't care about the other parts of the show. I mean, Agree. Let's, I'm, let's glad, get to the- I'm glad that Tambra and that guy are getting to a common ground. And I, I really value for her that he was supportive when she was able to come and talk to him about um, her health issues and having surgery so that she can consider having kids and such. And that all of that, that was a good thing. I was glad to see it for her and for him because we don't see a lot of that for, for black women. You know, they yeah. black women with fertility issues get treated really poorly because so much of a woman's ability to conceive is tied to her womanhood and her value. Yeah. So he seemed to really, have display a level of emotional intelligence that honestly we don't, especially on this show, we don't see from any of the other niggas. So that was refreshing to ooh, see. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> but um, so good, good for Tambra, and I can't remember the guy's name. Nice looking guy. I'm glad they're rekindling, and he seems to have matured quite a bit, and I hope she has, aside from her voice, matured as well. Yeah, cool, but something definitely wrong with his ears. <laughs> Just sitting at the table, just listening. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> um, we get to the sistervention with Tambra, Latrice, Antoinette, and uh, some other lady I don't know. And they wait. Basically, everybody there. except Marie, right? Everybody except for Marie and, and that white lady. And that white lady, yeah. Thank God. Um, first things first. When Letitia get there, they basically tell her, like, Marie is fucking your groove up. Yeah. A, a whole ass city councilman sat and told you that this woman almost ruined this opportunity for you. And you would sit in front of these group of women and defend this crazy bitch. Yeah, I did not. And I text Candace this, like, Letitia trying to both sides this is very, very unfair. Because... On the one hand, I can understand you saying that the entire, like, mess, you know, messed up your chance or whatever, and it wasn't a good look. I get that, because me and Candace have said that. But the common, I mean, I might as well say it, the common debitionator here, Letitia, <laughs> is your friend. Your friend Marie has consistently been a bully and an antagonizer and an aggressor at every one of these functions. You cannot hold these ladies to a standard of they can't retaliate when your friend is consistently and constantly being a bully and an aggressor. It don't work like that. Especially when you asking motherfuckers to open their wallet to you. The, I'm hello. not investing in shit where you can't even hold your friend accountable. 
What will you do if this project goes wayward? Can you hold the contractors accountable? Can you hold the architects accountable? Can you hold the permits people accountable? Who the fuck can you hold accountable if not your friend who all but it has sullied your reputation at these brunches and for this project? And you know that the bitch is miserable and going through it at home and you still won't sit down and call her out. A good friend wouldn't do that. Hello. Even like my thing is even the shit with the weave with Latrice in the first episodes. It wasn't as bad as me as to what she did and how she behaved in front of this councilman. Because you knew who this councilman was. You knew there were important people here for this project. You knew before anybody what Letitia was trying to do. Because remember, she hadn't announced it at the first brunch because Latrice and Marie had gotten into it. But Marie knew what what Letitia was trying to do. And you still behaved in a manner you did. You still chose not to exercise any self-control just so for the sake of your friend and how important this project was to her. That's not your friend. Exactly. That's not your friend. Because a real friend would not do that. A real friend would have, even if you had an issue with the other ladies, a real friend would be like, you know what? This, what my, what Letitia got going on is much bigger than my, whatever issue I have with these girls. I can hold my tongue. And you didn't. Make time to get to bite these bitches' necks off on your own time. Just wait till the brunch. There you go. Brunch ain't that long. (laughs) Mike. Hey, what's up, bitch? We outside now. What's up? Wait till you see the goddamn councilman drive away. Wait till the camera stop rolling, or just do it on your own fucking time. You had mouth when I was eating bacon. What's up now? (laughs) Bacon gone, bitch. What's up? Like ain't I no just, mimosas to save it now. What's what's popping? Yeah, mimosa these hands. <laughs> That's what I got for you. <laughs> Listen, we got mimosa combat now. What's up, bitch? Come on. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And I just and then I agree with Antoinette. Like, stop trying to get people to play nice. This bitch want our money. Letitia wants y'all they money. They don't yeah. want her money. And if she's not willing to hold her friend accountable and say, hey, look. I love you, sis. You know I do. I know you support me. But, but girl, you wild. Amongst a group and at my events where there have been community leaders there, it's costing me. I want, I need these ladies to invest in this project with me and they're refusing to do so because of how you treat them and come at them. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand Letitia's uh, reason of, I am begging y'all for money but I won't hold a person that's costing me money accountable. I do not understand that. Because she don't want that project bad enough because, like I said, the shit ain't nothing special. Yeah, well, let's get to the root. <laughs> I keep saying that, and, and people in my mentions tend to agree. That project is so shallow. Mm-hmm. You want to have a place to hold brunches. Yeah. And it's like, shit, niggas love brunch, but niggas can do that as well. Like, are you pouring back into this community? And like we were saying earlier in, in uh, previous episodes, are you building resources? Are you going to add resources to, like, help the underserved communities, the black communities on that street? If the answer is no, then shit. The theme of the brunches is black women's empowerment. 
Oh, when they taking earrings off and getting busy like that? Yeah. Right? They empowered like a motherfucker. I <laughs> <laughs> might. <laughs> no, they powered up. <laughs> they trying to knock the Sonic rings out of each other. Charge the fuck up. They ready to go. Okay. <laughs> That and that was the whole thing. And I and and shout out to Antoinette for dialing it back because Tamra dead wrong. Like, don't ask me about am I a black woman and you was just sitting up at this brunch talking about you never experienced racism and for all your life until you had you went to a a, a gas station where they wanted you to pump your own gas but was pumping everybody else gas. <laughs> don't question nobody's blackness when you <laughs> When you the color of weak tea, going on about your goddamn business. Also with that annoying ass voice, like imagine somebody with that annoying ass voice saying that annoying really ass black? wig, that annoying ass makeup. It's everything it about her just annoying. Every yeah. Only thing I I sympathize with is her health issues. The rest of it, she's a fucking dodo bird. Yeah, even her name annoying, Tamra. <laughs> <laughs> And she sound like a tambourine clapping in your goddamn ear. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Just fucking annoying. And the thing, again, if Letitia's not willing to hold Marie accountable and call her out on her shit, them, them ladies can close their wallet and go elsewhere. You, it's going to cost, Letitia, let me remind you, it's going to cost you one and a half million dollars to renovate one building on Ferris Street. So you're talking about a 50 to potentially $100 million project to renovate the business section of that whole street. You need those ladies to invest their fucking money. So you need to get to holding Marie accountable. Because mm -hmm. Marie don't have $100 million to invest with you. She might have some money. She might got a couple millions. But two, two to three million is a long way from 50 at and minimum she, and she what she got to give she giving to her son to help take care of his three kids in a year hello hello and even that shit and you ain't talking about no businesses that's gonna be making money if we be honest also that girl get out our fucking face like marie costing you money but not talking about ways to give you more money leticia girl you girl <laughs> You got something in common with the other Letitia on another show we're going to cover. Just stupid. Oh, that's... Mm. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> you had to catch yourself. <laughs> you know that word I was heading to. Uh, but since we since we got the... Since we got Segway Jones on the show, let's get into Love and Marriage Huntsville. <laughs> because Tisha wasn't in this episode. So there's that. I want to talk, well, let's head right toward uh, Wanda and Marceau having to sit down. <laughs> hey, that was my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, hold on, hold on, Candace. Let's, let, let's, let's let Mike lead this one. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> Let, let it's only leave one it. part that he cares oh, about. Oh, yeah, it's only one part that I... Well, no, no. It's a couple of different parts. Now, he has some gems in there, man. He has some gems in there. We, listen, Marceau, and I feel like... I like it, how he kept it real with her, though. We got to do our due diligence to remind you, you are just a typical Southern misogynist. However... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What, However. What you, what you gave Wanda on this episode was everything that Tisha should have been gave Wanda. 
Yeah. Because he sat Wanda down and told her that she is a fucking troublemaking piece of shit, basically. Yeah. And first of all, when she talk about I'm about to go ham, he said, you got more ham? How much ham you got? (laughs) You making me mad, Wanda. When are you not mad? (laughs) Listen to me. No, I'm just asking. When are you not angry? When when are you not angry? My favorite quote. He said 90% of the time. You are a beautiful person. Which I feel he was lying, but okay. Yeah, I thought he was lying too. Because I ain't seen that 90%. And I've, I've, I've seen she quite a few episodes. Beautiful, but go ahead. 90% of the time, you are a beautiful person. And I love that 90%. But it's like having a glass full of 90% fresh water and 10% pee. <laughs> That is a hell of a damn analogy that he gave. God damn. Said, God damn. He right about that. Because if you tell me the glass is 90% fresh water and 10% pee, all I'm going to remember is that you said it's some pee in there. Right. I ain't going to give a damn about the water, nigga. It's no, pee in there. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Like, nigga, like like nigga, tip, nigga 10% pee might as well be 100% far as I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that was his point. And I think even me and Mike said, if you if you even take that hilarious but true analogy away, people tend to stick to the bad because the bad is more memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Like fighting somebody is memorable. Causing ruckus everywhere you go is memorable. Pete don't really get you nowhere. No. I mean, it actually it does, but that has to be who you are. Yeah. This ten percent is who Wanda is, and mm-hmm. she had absolutely no sympathy for ruining this this young man's graduation party. That's how you know she this don't have it. shit to do with Kimmy. This was something important for him. He deserved to be celebrated. He accomplished something that was really hard to do in general, but he had to do it in a fucking pandemic and he couldn't be celebrated. He didn't get to walk the fucking stage. Right. What a blow to do something for four years and not even be able to walk the fucking stage, shake the president's hand and get your fake diploma. And then you and then you come to some shit that you're not even invited to to begin with. You wasn't invited. You come there. You should come there with no gift. With no, with no gift in her hand. Empty-handed than a motherfucker. And come and fuck shit up. Arguing with people that arguing don't with even, people that don't have invited. nothing to do with and the that situation. Wasn't she she blaming Martell. Talking about well, if Martell hadn't done it, we have all agreed that Martell didn't have no business getting in your damn face. We have addressed that already. But you didn't you have no, no business bringing that shit up. You didn't have no business running after Mel. You don't like that fucking lady. Exactly. That is my issue. You don't like her. You I'm coming from a place from being a mother and be you weren't coming from shit, bitch. You was being nosy. And we knew you was being nosy because when you walked up to her truck and you was like, I know you heard about the other stuff floating around the internet. That was your buildup. You was doing this to be messy. Wasn't nothing kind or genuine about the advice you was giving this woman. All of this was leading up to you asking her, did you know, did she know he had a baby on the way with his right. mistress? Come on. And that's the and thing no about put it out. This the thing about old bitches like that who barely got a high school education. 
You think you smarter than every fucking body and you not. Everybody see what game you playing. Everybody knew what you was doing. That Kim even said this. The, there's a reason I didn't invite Wanda. Mm-hmm. I knew what she was gonna do. And everybody and knows, also, like that's the thing. Everybody also, knows. I, I want other college graduates there. I'm making an exception with Tisha, bitch. Your mama can't come either. Hello. Like everybody knows what Wanda does, because Wanda does it every time they go out or just shit, just breathing hell, shit. Exactly. Like, come on, bitch. You try, don't. Hey. Again, let's, cause, with cause pee let's, analogies, let's, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. That's right. <laughs> right. Don't do me. Because even if Martell wasn't there, she would have did the same shit regardless. Yeah, if it was just male, she would have still did it. But she just wouldn't have got the visceral reaction. Yeah. That's all it is. But she... <laughs> but, but it still uh, would have been missing. Martell always got time. Martel got Martel got time to be guilty yeah, and act it out. Got time. Yeah. He, he always got, got time to be guilty and be a mess, but not for his kids. But we'll get there. Ooh. <laughs> um. Hey, he gonna fuck you up. You better be quiet. <laughs> well, oh, I heard. Of, hey, Mike, I've already told him on several episodes that I'll be yeah, him. Yeah, we fuck tell up. Martel every time we will beat his ass, man. And Martel, can, he ain't no fighter. Yeah, nigga can not even fight for nigga can't even fight for his marriage. He, he ain't got no hands for nobody <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah, he can't fight fertility. Shit, he can't fight nobody. Yeah. Speaking of male, sis, you wrong. Don't invite me to shit and you don't actually show up. Oh yeah. But she apologized to her brother. Mm-hmm. And I believe after this film, she probably called and cussed Martel the fuck out for talking to her brother that way and threatening Oh, him. absolutely. Because she she go up for her brother. But if you if you decide you're not going to some, send me, me a text. <laughs> Let me know. Send me a goddamn text. Something. I wonder if you told him to wear that uh, Egyptian outfit. Hey, come meet me at this uh, Halloween everybody, party. Everybody a feral until the real feral For show sure. up. I will never fucking... <laughs> hey, I'm so upset that I'm fucking with Marceau this season. This second part you of gave season, us some gems. This motherfucker that gave us gems. Yeah, man. He dropping them. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> So uh, they getting ready for this 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 guy's camping trip, and Martell did apologize to Kimmy. So oh, that's yeah, probably yeah. the first genuine po- apology he's ever fucking issued, right? But Kimmy don't play, so I see why he was apologizing. Hey, to her. Kimmy, keep hey, her. Oh, let me rewind back, Wanda. Let me tell you something. You purple haired microwave ponytail wearing bitch. <laughs> You and Kimmy is not the same age. Don't never try to play in Kimmy face like that a day in your fucking life. Yo, bitch, who you think you playing with? Yo, when she said that, I was like, I, I know this bitch lying. I know she fucking lying. This bitch lying, looking like she looking like she stepped out somebody old ass two live crew nasty video with that fucking hair. Y'all is not the same age, bitch, and don't never try to play in Kimmy face like that. You have the is Kimmy a beautiful woman. You right, an old haggard ass married bitch who won't get divorced but starting whole brand new relationships with motherfuckers and in everybody business but your goddamn hairdressers about 
how much pump it up she using them goddamn ponytails that's a wig bitch kiss our ass you not don't even play with nobody like that you are old bitter busted and disgusted hey since we done backtrack can we talk about how she said she was gonna knock martell out you ain't mm. never got to worry about Wanda. Wanda gonna handle hers. So what you was gonna do? <laughs> I, I did, don't play with no strong woman. Strong faced, maybe. Don't estimate no strong black woman. Yeah, she did say estimate. Don't underestimate. <laughs> don't, underestimate. Me. don't estimate me. Girl, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh, my Wanda can read face to ass. was gonna knock Martell out. <laughs> But go like, like girl, you are all a faux two. Shut up. Faux two and slew fitted. Bitch, shut up. So you trip <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Ladder puss walking ass, bitch. Leave us alone. <laughs> Man, let's move back to this camping trip. First of all, Martel, you are one dumb ball-headed motherfucker to try to bring microwave popcorn to put on a campfire. And Bruh. this is how we know you don't deserve your marriage because that is some real stupid nigga shit. Bruh. I refrain from using the ER because I don't want to be racially insensitive on the last day of Black history. <laughs> but you are dumb as shit. Now, uh, Martel, Marceau got in an accident on his way there. Mm. He didn't end up making it. But let's move to the meat and potatoes of this conversation because this, this is where my drag come in. Uh, well, let's talk about Mel and the kids first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Martel, I hope your big dumb ball-headed ass was watching this episode because your son, your junior, admitted on national TV that you are the aggressor and a lot of the chaos between you and Melody. Mm-hmm. That should have been a fucking that should have been a fucking wake up call and reality check for you. You are the aggressor. Your kids see you being the fucking aggressor. He said, like when my mom just went to get her clothes and daddy started cutting up. Acting like a madman. That kind of twisted my stomach in knots. Because yeah. your kids are seeing this constantly. Mm-hmm. And we've seen y'all get into it on camera and go hard and heavy. So I can't imagine what your kids see when the, the cameras, cameras are not off. rolling. Mm-hmm. Your son don't want nothing to do with you. He just want to be by his mom because he's tired of seeing you hurt her. Yeah, which also which also we see. And this is the other issue I had with Martel when he was talking uh, to his brother. I mean, Melody's brother the way that he was like, Nigga, you don't think your kids have autonomy and like can develop their own brains and see you acting the fuck out and can't formulate their own opinions? Right. Yeah. Cause what yeah. happened the very next episode, this one that we're talking about, we see them kids, them kids is like, hey daddy, you you kind of a fuck nigga. Kinda. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know, they children, so I didn't want to put words in their mouth, but you know. Mm. I just I, my heart was churning for them kids. Um, I'm glad that Mel, first of all, you are so pretty and you are so resilient. But if you don't stay the fuck out these folks' studios trying to sing. Okay, I'm glad we're here because, nigga, when I tell you 
nigga. Like I, I meant to bring that up at the top of when we started discussing the show. You are beautiful. You are smart. You is kind. You is impotent. But you but can't you sing. Not, you cannot sing. What the fuck was that, Melody? Girl, you were sounding like whispers on a chalkboard. What the fuck you was know that? She sounded like Ashanti. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like if you gonna do that, you got to get Irv Gotti behind you. She was like, "Yeah, I get to express myself." I said, "Damn, that must be pain." Jesus Christ! <laughs> listen, this sound. Listen, them 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 chords was was screaming, child. I was. Mm-mm. No, Don't man. you ever do that shit no more, Melody mm-hmm. girl. You can't sing. Listen, stick, stick, I mean, you could do it. Just don't put it on camera. Don't um, stick to uh, stick you know. to stick to beauty products and shit. Stick that's to, what listen, you, stick to the whole beautiful. Your lane. That's your lane. You beautiful. Stick to beauty products. Listen, I will say, stick Mel, to construction you in, and shit. Hello. But don't do singing. Mel, you in a different place, and I can't tell. Um, you have been going out of your way since the second half of the season started up to avoid conflict with Martell at any cost. You've not been disrespectful you've tried to create boundaries you've tried to have meaningful conversations and he continues to buck against the system that y'all are trying to set up he's a habitual line stuff and a habitual bitch <laughs> um so we see that in you we see your growth we see your change you look amazing you look good she is um, glowing you are glowing good for that and i'm glad that as a parent, you recognize when the kids are withdrawing. Like in your oldest daughter, you was like, she's quiet. I need to get some one-on-one time with her. I need to see where she's at emotionally and all yeah. that kind of stuff is that you're doing everything that Martel is not doing and to make this done. situation easier for your children. Apparently he just buying Rocky Road ice cream and putting cookies in it. First of all, that serial killer shit, because Rocky Road already got enough shit in it that you don't need nothing in it. But that's a whole nother conversation. And it's part of course for a nigga like Martel. Now back to this camping trip. This motherfucker didn't want this divorce, but this motherfucker didn't want to stop cheating. Mm-hmm. I So to me, Martel is a typical man and i'm not gonna even say nigga he's a typical man in marriages like what he and mel had because this crosses racial boundaries the sex the kids come so i'm pretty sure they young and they resilient they sucking they fucking they ain't got all these responsibility they ain't got all these bills the sex is amazing baby one number baby number one come sex still fires one kid baby number two things start to slow down Baby number three, things hit a brick wall. Then y'all are switching career paths. Y'all opening up big name construction businesses and housing development companies. And you buying 47 acres of land and your priorities change. Okay. We see it. You feel like you're not getting your needs met. She's saying she's tired. And instead of you trying to understand why she's tired and how you can help alleviate some of the stress from her so that she can put herself back into the intimacy intimacy aspect of the marriage, you just go and start cheating and build a whole multi-year relationship with another woman. You get caught and you continue to blame your wife. 
And you say, well, at least I was home by six, seven o'clock. So that means you spent all your time during the day working and cheating. Meanwhile, she spent all her time during the day working since all these companies y'all have together are in y'all name. Mm -hmm. And that's why you crying and shit. Cause you y'all either got to sell these companies off or she's going to continue to make money off these companies with you down to the 47 acres. So she's working, she's taking care of three kids and she's building her own brand outside of what y'all are doing. And you expect her to come fuck you like a porn star after your long day of cheating. <laughs> Nigga. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely Just selfish is all hell. Absolutely fucking not. He at this campfire, they bring up the baby. Now, this is my other favorite part of the episode. Friend, did you notice that Mars, Marta, uh, Maurice was eating that hot dog? And when Martel said he did have a baby on the way, that motherfucker just stopped eating. Yeah. <laughs> put the hot dog straight down. Hey, hey, he turned into that uh that meme of when the jazz music stopped. Yeah, I need a GIF. I need a GIF immediately. So I don't know who's listening that make GIFs, but I need that immediately. Facts. <laughs> I just this the nigga, thing. Was so, nigga was so disgusted. He said, fuck eating. <laughs> he everybody was shocked because he has tried over and over again since this season came back to paint Melody as the bad guy. And here you are with a whole baby, outside baby and on the way. Ryan talking about Mel cheated. So, you know, I cheated back. And she <laughs> never cheated. When they were separated, she was talking to somebody else. That's not cheating. That is not cheating. It's not and also, cheating. And also, again, nigga, the reason y'all was separated was because of you. <laughs> because he was cheating. <laughs> right. The wildest part about all of this is that you really don't have talking about I wish I could have did some things differently and this that and the third here's the thing I don't feel like he is wrong for the feelings he had about the marriage I feel like how he responded to the issues makes him a fucking monster and even Marie said it you stick it out you leave or you cheat you did the one thing that you had no business doing yeah. You cheated. You could have left. Yeah. But you could have stuck it out and, and, and y'all could have sought counseling and talked about these issues. It's hard to go through counseling once the person fucking violates you by carrying on a... And that wasn't a one-night stand. No. That was a relationship. That, that was a relationship. Nigga, bum-ass nigga, man. Yeah. And I don't even and then, know what like, to say. In, in, But in typical... and Like, Maurice had a point, but I wish someone... Well... Honestly, if, you know, if someone with, you know, if a male friend with more emotional intelligence was there, they probably wouldn't be friends with Martel. But I wish somebody that would have been like, would have even told him like, okay, I hear you. There is, you know, a valid, re you know, that's lacking in intimacy and romance in a marriage or shit, even in a relationship. That is, you know, that's nothing to sneeze over. But have you also looked at what you are doing? Because like you broke it down, Candace. All he was doing was just paying the bills. Mel was doing everything else. So nigga, she tired. He was so doing the heavy lifting. Let me right. let me let me, oh. let me tell y'all something real quick. When both people in the marriage are equally contributing 
to not only the finances, but the, the, the domestic part of the relationship, you will find that a lot of times both y'all can be too tired to be f- sucking and fucking like porn stars. Yeah. You're both running out of energy. Hello? Because it's work. I'm not saying that it should be constant and all the time, but the, when everybody is pulling their weight, when everybody is contributing, when everybody is trying to ease in the load for each other and work as a team, there's going to be those moments where y'all are just both equally fucking exhausted and you'll find the intimacy in another way. Shit, all the cheating he was doing, he should have been tired. He should have been tired. What more dick, how much more dick you had to give? <laughs> Yeah, you just giving raw dick too. Talking about yeah, that's my baby. The timelines add up, but you still trying to argue this woman down about every fucking thing, and you got an outside baby on the way. Any fucking thing you dick say dick. or want or need is moot at this point because you are a fucking loser. Nigga yep. is indignant. Nigga don't even care. He <laughs> don't care. He he want to make her life miserable. You haven't done that enough. You haven't done that enough while this woman is finding out you got a son on nah, the way? He just got to be... He, he, I think she was right about how his his ego. He can't be... He can't be wrong for too long. Like, no, he got to... He, he got to... He got to... He got to... All right, I did this and it's over with now. I don't want to hear this shit no more. I don't want to ever talk about the shit again. Whatever it is is whatever it is. You still got to deal with me type shit. Like he yeah. wanted those type of niggas. Like we 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 can't discuss. He, no, he wanted them niggas. Like I said, sorry. What more you want? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you did not have a whole fucking baby on the way that I'm not carrying. That's what the fuck I want. You did not have carried on a multi year relationship with another woman who felt like it was okay to just call your fucking phone at any time of the day or night, whether I was with you or not. For my kids to not have to be shuffling from two different homes, there's a lot that I want that you could have avoided if you would have kept your dick in your pants. But here we are. Child, as we end every show, Martel, you can get beat the fuck up. I'll beat your ass, Martel. For real. Niggas will boom you down to the earth's crust. Niggas will call their cousins on you. Mail a better bitch than me because I would call my whole family on you, nigga. We would jump you family reunion style. Shit. Niggas yeah, would brother, take time doing an electric slide on your goddamn chest. <laughs> yeah, her, her, her brother was about to beat the fake fair off that nigga. Shit. Hello, and Troy should have been there too. Now, right? these men, these gay men that you trying to emasculate would have beat you the fuck up. Wild looking better than you in the same outfit. In a kilt. Niggas will tie your shoestring <laughs> hey, together and push you hey, down some hey, stairs. Like hey, what are you hey, saying? Hey, hey, Martel was about to get killed in a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> Just never forget. Niggas will niggas will put uh hair removal cream in your shampoo, nigga. You bald, your skin gonna be raw. <laughs> skin gonna be looking like king. It's gonna be scabbed up. You scabby, <laughs> but that's it. We out. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, go check out Manga X Manga. Season two has started. Get caught up on some anime. You should still be social distancing, but a lot of y'all said fuck it. <laughs> Vaccine be damned. Um, Attack on Titan is lit. 
check out our, our former episodes. Subscribe to the Patreon to hear Ratchet Reloaded, where we discuss basketball wise, life after lockup, and growing up hip hop Atlanta. And that's a menagerie of bozo bullshit. Um, but yeah, we'll see y'all back next week. Peace, niggas. <laughs>